Welcome to the Vax Up Podcast, a podcast that shines light on health organizations, large and small, who use social technologies to get accurate vaccine information to their communities. This show is brought to you by the Bay Area Global Health Alliance and the Sabin Vaccine Institute, both members of the Alliance to Advance Health Online. Vax Up is produced by the team behind a Shot in the Arm podcast. And now here's our host, global health strategist and advocate, Ben Plumley. Hello. In this episode of Vax Up, we're following India's Girl Effect program to see how social technology is reaching and providing vaccine information to girls and young women, particularly young mothers, people that the traditional public health community has found hard to reach. And joining me to reflect on challenges faced and solutions implemented is Sohini Sanyal, a member of the Sabin Vaccine Institute's Boost community. And she's based in New Delhi, India. Sohini is an e-learning and capacity building expert, and she oversaw the country's pioneering e-learning program for its immunisation field in March 2020, just as the first wave of COVID hit India. Welcome, Sohini. Hi, Ben. Thanks for having me here. Oh, it's a pleasure to, ha- to have you um, across the Pacific. We're also joined by Liesel Tanglau, entrepreneur and journalist who has reported for Vice, CBS, CNN, ABC, the list goes on, specialising in how social media impacts behaviour change. She is the chair of the COVID-19 task force of the US Filipino Young Leaders Programme, and she takes on the overall programme's presidency in 2022. Good evening, Liesel. Happy to be here, Ben. So let's see and hear the challenges faced by Girl Effects content creators in India as they developed a vaccines outreach strategy for girls and young mothers. One fifth of the world's 5.9 million deaths of children under age five occur in India, with more than half being from vaccine preventable infections. That's according to data from UNICEF that also finds 35% of children in India do not receive full immunization during their first year, even despite evidence proving the power of vaccines to save lives and control disease. In the age of the global COVID-19 pandemic, it might be tempting to point to overwhelmed health systems or vaccine skepticism to explain India's statistics. But the team at Girl Effect, an international nonprofit, dedicated to empowering young women and girls through media, says in India, it's not that simple. My name is Sandhya Ramakrishnan. I am the global marketing lead at Girl Effect. It's not really that the country is vaccine hesitant as opposed to just vaccine confused, right? Like nobody's sitting and saying, oh, but I don't believe vaccines exist. Whether they might be good or bad is a discussion for later, but everyone is just so confused. India, in fact, has a history of successful immunization drives against childhood diseases that have driven down infant mortality rates over the past 50 years. But the COVID-19 pandemic threatened that progress. We realized that conversations around routine immunization for kids was just not happening because everything centered around adults getting vaccinated for COVID or just what was happening around. According to a study funded by the Johns Hopkins Maternal and Child Health Center in India and the Indian Academy of Pediatrics, 
Vaccination facilities in the country saw a more than 50% drop in children and families seeking vaccinations between April to June 2020. A red flag that called for innovative ways to strengthen vaccine communications amid the pandemic. Hello, I'm Sneha Chaturvedi. I'm the content lead at Girl Effect India. So usually uh, vaccination campaigns are run fairly centrally. A lot of, in fact, the communication is led by the government. And of course, when it's a government-led communication, it speaks about, you know, how it benefits the village, how it, it benefits the community. Don't leave a single child behind. It can be a bit one-size-fits-all, which we know doesn't really work, right? That's why Sneha says Girl Effect, in partnership with Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, set its sights on a segment of the population that's been tough to reach. Young mothers living in zones with lower vaccination rates, including those in the Hindi Belt. We're talking about very young mothers, mothers in the age groups of 18 to 24, 25. They're still leaning on their mother-in-law for a lot of decisions. This isn't someone who's in many ways, a fully formed adult herself. To gain insights into the target audience, Girl Effect held public conversations on Facebook and deployed a team of technology-enabled girl ambassadors, also known as TIGA, girls who were given mobile phones and trained to use them to gather data from peers in their regions. The research revealed unique hurdles. One of the core things we learned when we did a lot of research was that Vaccination-related decisions are not taken by the individual alone. It is a family decision. There are multiple stakeholders. I think women don't experience a high level of perceived control when it comes to whether or not it's just their decision to take. One content creator working with Girl Effect says some of the findings surprised her. My name is Srijoni, Srijoni Nag. I was associated with the Girl Effect campaign as a writer and a director. They told us exactly what people think, you know, what people are thinking in those areas and in certain sectors of India. Simple things like, uh, I don't want you to go and get the child vaccinated because uh, you are the woman of this house and you need to do your household chores and you are just, I think you're just evading your duties. Maybe that's why you want to go on a holiday and get your child vaccinated. Boom, that was like bonkers to me. I was like, okay. With no precedent to follow, the Girl Effect India team worked to develop a three-month campaign that could capture the attention of this elusive target audience. A puzzle that global marketing lead Sandhya says they were determined to solve. What do you do when your question is that you need to talk to the girl who usually doesn't speak, who usually doesn't see herself, who usually is not the ones any of them speak to, none of the platforms speak to, none of the brands speak to, how do you then use Facebook and Instagram or TikTok or anything else to find who she is because you also don't want to break into her privacy. You also don't want to talk to her if she doesn't want to talk to you. So there are so many things to really figure out. So it's not just vaccine access. It's about how far we have got in ensuring women are treated equally in society and how we provide services to young women who themselves have become mothers and their kids. Well, Sahini, thinking about these challenges, you with the um, 
the national program e-learning modules for vaccinations um, and the, the training that you provided for vaccinators, you saw the need to encourage and promote engagement with health workers. Could you talk a bit about those challenges? Absolutely. So, so Ben, it's it's interesting we're talking about girl effect, and uh, one of the things that uh, you know personally I'm really very proud of in our work that we did is that uh, we created these learning modules for the health workers in India who are largely females, who are largely women. So these challenges that that we just saw, you know, they they face themselves as well. Uh, you know, they're health workers, but they face similar challenges of let's say. Uh, having to depend on family members, having to depend on others for getting access um, to information, to their learning, etc. Um, so, so yes, um, you know, we did see certain certain challenges here as well. Uh, for example, our, our content is on mob- mobile phones, right? And some of them don't have it for themselves. They use it, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, use the phones of others. Um, but what we also saw is that... Um, there is a lot of peer-to-peer support. So uh, within these groups who are women and who work together, you know, they help each other. They help each other access courses, access their learning, um, even provide, you know, internet hotspots, etc. We saw that during our trainings itself, when when we went for trainings and um, maybe even the internet provided to, to them was not adequate. So they did work together. Uh, so yes, these are certain things that that we did see uh, during our trainings, and uh, uh, what really made it work was, uh, like you said, you know, social engagement to a certain extent. That uh, the women themselves were very motivated to to learn uh, through online trainings, for example, which is something they thought is for their children you know, or for their sons or their men, you know, who, who have access to technology. And suddenly they, they felt empowered enough that, look, this is something that you can do by yourself. So, uh, yes, these social challenges are, are definitely present, but uh, the motivation is huge. When, when you make them feel that they are also capable of, of accessing technology, accessing social engagement through social media, working together, collaborating to get something done, uh, I think that, that really works for them. Lizelle, how do these challenges resonate? Have you seen in um, other communities where uh, the decision to vaccinate or not vaccinate is something that is really not an individual decision, but is something that's discussed or even decided by the family? For a lot of communities that um, really come from a place where it's more collective versus being the individual uh, and a lot of uh, communities of color kind of fall into that um, space. Um, a lot peer pressure is a big thing in terms of understanding whether or not, oh, should I get that vaccine or should I not get that vaccine? And it really affects uh, an individual's decision whether or not, oh, my friend, my friend down the street got it. Maybe I should get it or they're scared. Maybe I shouldn't get it. And that really drives home like whether or not, you know, is this something that's something that I should do as well. Um, And that could really impact the entire uh, society, wherever that region is, um, because, you know, they people want to people want to be part of something or maybe not be part of something, depending on the sentiment that's um, hinging around that particular topic. And certainly the COVID-19 vaccine has been something that has affected a lot of these communities of color, especially in the United States and also globally. Yeah, and it's it's sort of accentuated 
the kind of challenges that we were having with all sorts of vaccines um, where they where they were able to be uh, accessed. Well, let's see and hear the solutions that Girl Effect came up with. बिन्नी को तो मैं नजर का ही टीका लगवाऊंगी कोई और टीका नहीं माजी माजी हमरी माजी माना बिन्नी से करते हैं प्यार पर क्या कर पाएंगे जब बीमारी करेगी उस पे वार क्यों करना है हर बीमारी का आपको यूं इंतजार टीका लगा के बिन्नी बनेगी सुरक्षित और तैयार सब बकवास लोगों का है कहना घरेलू नुस्खे ही है ताकत का असली गहना That's a clip from one of the array of videos produced for Girl Effect India's first of its kind campaign on routine childhood immunizations. Posted on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, it features the central character Meenal, a young mother who tries to win her mother-in-law's approval to vaccinate her child in an unexpected setting, a rap battle. Directed by Shrijani Nag. Sound and music they always help because they seep into your psychology without even knocking a door. When you think of rap, rap is the voice of a revolution. Rap is the voice of change. It's a medium of change. But then uh, Meenal, the 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 young mother, has to toe that line. She has to be respectful at the same time be the driver of change for her child. In in rap battles, we often see that you know rappers go a little personal on the other side. So I did not do that. It was all very. Uh, it was in a very nice, beautiful, happy state. A, a happy exchange between the two. Other creative segments include comedy skits of family discussions in Meenal's household and WhatsApp chats between Meenal and her friends, all modeling what real conversations on childhood vaccinations could look like in the life of a young Indian mother. अरे भाई लड़कियों कहाँ बिजी हो बेसब? अरे दोस्त ये हमें तुमसे पूछना चाहिए। हाँ यार मीनल कहाँ हो तुम? एक नई नवेली माँ कहाँ बिजी होगी यार? एक तो ना तुम कभी पुरानी नहीं होती, कभी नई नवेली बीवी, कभी नई नवेली बहू। But Girl Effect's work didn't stop there. As COVID-19 infections surged across India, the team saw an opportunity to expand those conversations toward dispelling myths and tackling fears about the COVID-19 vaccines. Suddenly, vaccine was a very common word. Vaccines are not going to be like top trending topics in the last decade on the internet before COVID, you know. But suddenly they were, and it felt like an excellent opportunity to capitalize on on the fact that people were thinking about vaccines. Like we knew it's going to be bad, so it it made sense to at least try this. It felt like the right time to try and talk to these young women and say. We get your fear, and a lot of the content actually did that. It didn't call out COVID directly, but it said, "We know that you're scared, but you can't go and not take your kid's booster shot because this is not the answer to go. You know, have COVID. This can't be the answer because what happens to your child if they have to go to the hospital to take your child there? Then it's going to be worse." Girl Effect also used artificial intelligence technology to build an interactive space where young women could engage with what they describe as a digital big sister about pandemic-related topics. So instead of pushing content to her this time, we made a chatbot 
which is taking on questions like when can I stop wearing a mask? Do women need to take the vaccine as well? Is the vaccine safe? Questions that you know are playing in people's minds. And you invite her to come into the chatbot and, and address it if she feels right. I think we've just been cautious and considerate about the fact about where we do the conversation with her this time around, recognizing everything else that's happening in, in the media world around her. So how effective has Girl Effect India's effort been in increasing favorable attitudes toward vaccines? Data from a survey taken from October to November 2020 showed the needle had, in fact, moved. More than 84% of the 3.5 million women reached by the content during the survey period believe that missing a vaccine dose will impact a child's ability to fight life-threatening diseases. There was a 3.8 percentage point boost in perceptions that vaccines protect children from disease. And those in areas with the lowest vaccination coverage showed a 4.2 percentage point increase in perceptions that doctors and health workers have the most accurate information about vaccines. While there is more work ahead, these were results the team could celebrate. Then Sandhya and uh, Sneha, they came back to us and said, you know, a lot of mothers are commenting and they are saying that, you know, we, we got our child vaccinated. Thank you to your videos. We've made a mother-in-laws and we've made a father-in-laws see your videos. and. That has helped and they have agreed. And uh, that was amazing. To actually see the result was heartwarming, was amazing. I think it's because of the amazing insights, the core, the message that the Girl Effect team comes up with. So, rap and public health, it's the new language. It's amazing that you can empower and portray the young mother as someone with agency while not vilifying her mother-in-law. Sahini, Girl Effect uses rap. Um, in your e-modules, you use games um, and certificates to promote the sustained engagement of your audience. When did you realise that these sort of innovative tools would be needed to appeal to healthcare workers? So, Ben, I think we realised it quite early on in our, in our content work. Um, the reason being that, uh, you know, we we were trying to do a training uh, through an online mode um, and most of the uh, health workers here are used to being in a traditional classroom uh, setting for their trainings with an instructor leading their trainings. And um, some of the feedback that we had received was that sometimes uh, the trainings are not very engaging. It's just somebody talking to us and and, and that's it. I come from a corporate training background. So we've been using online training for, for decades now. And I know that even we have this tendency of logging on to a training and then just letting it you know, play through. So, so it was always on our mind that we need to give them something that will keep them engaged, uh, have them give some interaction, some input to what they're learning. And uh, again, you know, coming back to our context of uh, women, their social co uh, social context around them, the the background that they uh, they live and work in. So we chose games that very closely reflected their work settings, their uh, you know village settings, uh, the kind of people they would see around them. So I think that added to the fact that they wanted to play these games. So we did not, for example, use something like you know. Um, those coins that you run on the train and then you, you know, you keep getting those coins. Uh, not something like that because it's not something identifiable for them. 
So we would use that, say, for example, a village fair that this health worker wants to go to with her child. And uh, it's a situation where we say, look, if you can answer these questions correctly, you get a free ticket. You don't you don't need to pay for getting into the carnival, you know. So things like that. Or maybe somebody's waiting for vaccines to come to a session site. And if she answers the questions correctly, the vaccines are going to come or she's going to have a shortage and she has to go and get them herself and things like that. So, um, yes, then you, I think you... No, I was going to ask, had you ever thought of using rap? Oh, okay. So, no, no, that was great. I mean, that's that's something really nice that I just saw in the video. Um, Again, there is a tradition of using music. Uh, We have street skits, drama... Um, we have another project where you where we've used drum beating, you know, drum beating that happens in India, which really carries very well through the distance. And we used it in hilly terrains where it's difficult for uh, health workers to go to each house. So yes, we 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 know that music uh, does help, but this is great. I mean, this is the modern touch. I think that would appeal to younger health workers or younger communities rather than a very traditional. Um, kind of music and art that we we are used to seeing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Liesel, so I used to be the CEO of something called the Pangaea Global AIDS Foundation, which drove um, a new discipline called implementation science, enabling public health researchers and implementers to measure the impact of what they were doing sort of almost in real time. Um, and certainly much more rapidly than, you know, clinical trials or the standard approach to monitoring and evaluation. It, but it seems to me that Girl Effect is reflecting what's going on in social media to take this to a whole different level. Can you explain how the tech industry is uh, transforming the way in which we measure what we do? Yeah, the tech industry is really getting at the heart of any successful messaging campaign. It's really meeting uh, where the audience is at. And I think Girl Effect really um, illustrates that with a lot of the different uh, videos and um, campaigns around um, promoting the uh, vaccines. Uh, I love that they really took a very factual, you know, situation that is very relatable to anybody that's a member of that community and made it very accessible in a way that speaks to that community. Um, and not only that, but really, tro- uh, real, really uh, truly culturally tailoring the, the content. So it's not enough to say that, you know, you should get vaccinated, but to be able to put it in a very fun way that really um, helps to kind of move the needle in, in terms of you know, promoting a certain sentiment around a certain topic, especially a, a topic that can be very scary for a lot of communities. Absolutely. And, you know, in our last um, episode, we were joined by the founder of the Vaccine Confidence Project, Professor Heidi Larson. And she said something extraordinary. You know, our KPI, our, our, our key performance indicators need to be about trust um, rather than, you know, how many jabs we get. And it seems to me really incredible that um, there is this revolution happening online about how we how we measure what we do. Um, how are you seeing it, Liesel, in, in, in sort of other settings? In terms of the measure of success, I think it's not just, you know, 
page views or shares or things like that. I, I'm really seeing the impact of just even just conversations happening uh, among the most vulnerable of members of a certain community. Like the fact that you may come up with a, a PSA campaign around vaccines. And if my grandmother, for example, someone from a more senior community saw that in TV or even on their Facebook, to me, that's a measure of success um, because it's something that resonated enough for whatever person in that age group felt like this was something I wanted to share, not just only in the traditional sense, but share even through technology platforms like WhatsApp or Viber or any of those other other places. Because it's everybody wants to um, be able to share something useful for people. So if that's getting around, if it's getting to our grandmothers, to also our Gen Zers, then to me, that is the true measure of success versus the amount of likes or even dislikes on a certain post. Yeah. So Hini, so how, how does a country as diverse and populous as India take the lessons learned from initiatives like Girl Effect um, and, and, and help empower the overall delivery of comprehensive health services? So, so Ben, I think one of the things that I, I liked is, you know, uh, when we were watching the videos, uh, how uh, the team from Girl Effect said that, you know, one shoe doesn't fit everyone, right? So that's very much the case in India, you know, whatever content, whatever messaging that you want to uh, give to the communities or to the health workers, uh, it has to be very highly uh, customized, you know, uh, starting right from the language itself. These are people who are not very conversant, for example, in 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 English. Uh, so you saw the ad, the TV ad, which was in Hindi, for example. So that's that's where you start in terms of the language. And then, of course, there are all these cultural nuances, you know. So, for example, when we were building our content and we were working in three or four different states of the country, we also got feedback saying, "Look, our healthcare worker, uh, the sari she wears is not this color." So even the color of the sari was different in different states, you know. And if you do not pay attention to such things or if you're not adaptable to including these things in your messaging, uh, that's where the connect doesn't happen, right? So uh, so yes, it's, it's a very, very big challenge. And I think that the solution to it is, of course, for people like us to be able to really uh, observe, interact, uh, learn more about the people that, that we are uh, doing a messaging for, maybe do more social listening, you know, see what they post on Facebook, uh, see how they interact on WhatsApp. So, so just to give an example, now that we got uh, feedback from one of our workers who, who said that, you know, uh, she was very proud of the fact that she could get an online certificate and she could share it with her son, who was actually usually the one sharing online certificates with her, right? So it was a reversal and she was so excited about it. So when you get these kind of inputs from the community and, and you can build that in, uh, you know, for further reiterating any messages, I think that's when you will be able to serve a country like India where, you know, you're going to get really different kind of inputs and really different kind of feedback coming and how quickly and how adaptable you are to using those inputs, I think would be the key to success. I think that's that's what Girl Effect has done really well, you know. Yeah. Social listening. Um, Lizelle, how often do we do that, do you think? 
We definitely do not do enough social listening enough. Um, it's really something that's super basic, but I think we kind of forget. I think we assume that, oh, the people would listen to this type of messaging, but that is not the case. You have to really understand who your audience is. And again, the key part is meeting them where they're at. And I think, you know, for something to be really effective, like trying things out, um, seeing what resonates. And oftentimes, in many ways, I think about it's kind of the reverse engineering of like why misinformation is often successful because misinformation it also you know usually elicits some type of emotional response not in a bad way in a bad way actually so you know when you kind of think about well how do i reach this community like for example in the filipino community what really works really resonates really well is messaging around hugot which is like really that emotional core something that that's why that's why a lot of you know a lot of filipino films are just so popular because they they elicit such an emotional response so in many ways it's just really going back to the core of just human nature it's like how can i relate to that is that something that um would affect me even though i don't know these people on the screen so lizo i mean Girl Effect had a lot of, uh, clearly had a lot of resources and intentionality going into this and producing this um, campaign. Um, is it possible for communities uh, to do this, say, where there aren't necessarily the resources uh, available? It's definitely possible to, to launch an effective campaign just as uh, Girl Effect has launched. By nature of just really remembering that as as much as the messages, the message is important, it's the messenger that's just as important. So, you know, having somebody that can relate to whatever audience that you're trying to reach, that's super relatable, that's accessible, it can be done on a smaller scale with probably very little budget, um, to be honest. Um, obviously, having a budget is is always a good thing. But, you know, at the end of the day, it, it comes down to trust. And if this person is somebody I can trust that is giving me some vital information, I mean, having a big budget is just the cherry on top. I think I would I would just like be able to relate to them um, in any medium possible if the message is coming from a trusted messenger of the community. So, so Hini, trust as the special source that drives things rather than budget? Just to add on, yes, of course, funding is very important. Having resources and budgets make your life so much easier. Uh, but we also have to consider, you know, economies of scale. So yes, there is cost that is going into building the content, but the number of people that you can reach because you are on social media, that also is a consideration. And, and like Izel said, you know, Ultimately, it really is the trust. I mean, just a few days back, I saw um, a, a photo on our local newspaper of, uh, you know, a, a district which is flooded. And, and you have the health workers in waist-deep water uh, vaccinating little children. And uh, as, as they are dedicated to going out there and doing it, so too from the community that they've brought their children out to get vaccinated, little babies, and they're themselves standing in the waist deep water. So technology has helped, I'm sure. Uh, resources will help, I'm sure. But then that trust is the main reason, ultimately, that they have come out 
to get the child vaccinated. So I think uh, cost is, is a constraint, uh, but we can make use of mediums to reach to more people. WhatsApp, for example. Uh, in India, you know, almost everyone these days uses WhatsApp. So even if you can get relevant information, relevant clips, re relevant videos, and of course, it's up to the creators also to make it as much as accessible to everyone as possible, then these get uh, you know disseminated to larger larger audiences at a comparatively lower cost. Uh, so these things definitely, I think, can be attempted. I, I did have one comment, though. Uh, I think it's fascinating that the vaccination rates in India are that high. I was actually pretty shocked um, given just even just the it just kind of um, illustrates the inequality of just access to vaccines where here here in America, it's just like we're like, you know, trying to get people to get vaccinated. And we still are just hitting this wall of resistance. Um, and it's very similar in the Philippines too. Well, in the Philippines is a little bit different because there is a um, like a historical mistrust of the government, uh, especially with the dengue vaccine, that whole thing in in twenty seventeen. So I think it's just fascinating to hear hear that and even just see this campaign there. See, I was going to give a shout out to the Indian health system. <laughs> I mean, in in. In our health system, I think vaccination is one of the most uh, strong programs that we have. So uh, it's been going well for, for many years. And I think uh, even for COVID, uh, initially we thought that it's going to be uh, really difficult to get such a huge uh, population vaccinated. But we, we don't always see very strong vaccine uh, resistance. It's more really to do with people being able to communicate to them, answer their queries, talk to them. And the more that is done, I think they do pick up on the vaccination rates as well. See, that's a story that I don't I don't hear that often. It's usually the other way around. So I think what can we learn from your public health system to, to import it to the other places around the world? I think is it is um, fascinating. And, um, you know, I think we, there's a lot to learn there. Maybe Ben will do a show on this. <laughs> it, it's, it's really close to my heart because, of course, um, just as India gets independence back in the, what, 1946, 47, um, Britain gets a national health service. And it is extraordinary to me that um, this is not adopted more widely. Um, but... Yeah, there's definitely a show in this. And um, I, I, I think the three of us could have a really interesting conversation about that. Well, the fact that you have data that you know kind of where your levels are at, like, I mean, for us, at least in the Filipino community, like this is why we're trying to do a survey that we're going to launch later this month. Like we know anecdotally there's some vaccine hesitancy, but we don't have pure data, you know? And I think it's just, to me, it's like, it's fascinating to me. This is a story that the mainstream media has not told. So, like, this is great to great to hear. I I, I learned a lot just being here. So, so as we wrap up in each episode, uh, we ask our guests what's catching their eye in the world in the world of digital media and social network platforms. Um, so, Hini, what's appealing to you at the moment? So in terms of what we saw from Girl Effect, I think what really stood out to me 
you know, towards the end, there was this clip where where there was this battle of rapping going on. And at the last line, because I could understand the language, it says, you know, you are the grandmother and everything, but do listen to me because I'm the mother of the child. You know, and, and I think that's a very, very powerful message to finally go out uh, to these young women, you know. Uh, so that really stood out to me. And, and the fact that they are innovating, they're using, uh, you know, uh, modern ways of, uh, you know, communicating. I think that really stood out to me because um, especially in the COVID era, the face to face interaction has really stopped because India also had a very, very strict lockdown. You know, and even when health workers did try to go and speak to the community, speak to these young mothers, it was not possible, you know, because there was no transport, for example. So uh, so they did come up with this in a very timely manner that also stood out to me. And um, yeah, making use of any and every sort of way to reach the audiences. The chatbot was a great idea. I like that, you know, uh, rather than just a one way uh, download of information, they're answering questions. So, yeah, these things really, really stood out for me from the videos that we watched. And Lizelle, as you're looking at the uh, broader field of technology and, and social media, social technology, what's interesting you at the moment? What's old is new again. Um, the, <laughs> the rise of audio platforms um, is nothing new. Um, even things like TikTok or Instagram Reels, any of those video platforms really have roots in kind of just very deep cultural um, celebrations of just expressions, right? Um, it's just these platforms have allowed more accessibility across and made it fun, you know, having the ability to come up with a fun dance <laughs> and, and at just joining in. I mean, that's nothing new. It's just technology kind of has helped uh, push that along and and put it in really in the hands of a lot more people than we've ever seen before. Well, let me thank you both so much for joining us and sharing your expertise and insights um, around the Girl Effect program in India. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Vax Up podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed in the show, please check the show notes or visit us on our website at www.backsuppodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Podcast. And please consider subscribing to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or on your favorite podcast platform. The Vax Up Podcast is produced by Hunuvat and NewsDoc Media. Writer and producer is Troy Espera. Graphic design by Michael Jarrett. Narration by Sherry C.B. And the executive producers are Eric Aspera and Ben Plumley. Thank you, and see you next time.